We're here. Hey. We're live. Look at us. We made it. Look here at we us. are. Two nights in a row. Crazy. It's like we were just here. It does yeah. Look, does he Justin, did you get a haircut? No. You just like spruce up a little bit for tonight? It's just weird. Yeah. Don't look at me. He's my just hair. having a, a good hair day. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's the opposite of this mess. And I just <laughs> couldn't be bothered to find a hat because I just woke up. I was about up. to say, where's your hat? I forgot. <laughs> I I just woke up. I'm definitely not doing a new thing where I'm not gonna wear hats. Like that's not happening. <laughs> I just was lazy. Seems like it's just happening. to be clear. I think the hat just phase is clear. over. The hat phase that has lasted 31 years of my life as yeah. of Monday is not over. It was a good run. Um, uh, that reminds me, it's my anniversary on Monday. Oh. Yeah, I know, because you got married <laughs> on my birthday. It's easier <laughs> for me to remember your anniversary oh. than my own. Not that I've ever forgotten my anniversary, but... <laughs> it is easy to remember my anniversary. So the reason we got married on Tim's birthday is because it was 12, 13, 14. Oh, there oh so you I go. can never fucking forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, Easy. I'll just give you shit about it every year. So it's cool. <laughs> it works so great. It's true. It's true. Oh, uh, man. Uh, I, I, I didn't get her anything. I still need to do that. Mm. Uh oh. You probably shouldn't have said that. You know, I mean, you know what? I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying all of her medical bills at the moment, and they are very expensive. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. Oh. Hey, this oh. next surgery was volunteer, so not a hundred percent needed. But that's okay. I still love her. Anyways, <laughs> enough about my wife getting surgery. surgery <laughs> enough time. about Cody's marital problems. Oh. On to video game. <laughs> on on to um. Uh, we thank everybody for watching our reaction video for Space Brain Two because uh. A lot of people watched. Oh yeah, what, <laughs> we got like two and a half thousand views. On no, it. it's at three uh, and a half now. Oh, wow. It's at three and a half now. It just keeps going. Yeah, uh, I'll link that in the chat somewhere. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, yeah, we don't have a doc. So I'm scrolling through uh, all the shit that happened this fucking week on my phone. Sorry, it's it's there's a there's a lot that we can just talk about top of the head, like uh, Halo technical problems, like how. We love the game, but it's fucking broken as shit. Only yeah. on PC, man. I was on PC, but that's where we play, play games. That's not where I play Halo. But not if I have the choice. I it's play... where we. It's where we usually play it together, though, because you hear Discord. True. That's true. Like, yeah. Why yeah. didn't Microsoft yeah, buy Discord so we could just have it on my fucking Xbox? For real. That was yeah. almost that was yeah. almost a thing earlier this year, and it didn't happen. Yeah. They need Anyways. that integration. But yeah, dude, I was literally just trying to play a game of Big Team, and I spent as much time getting errors as I did playing Big Team Battle. Like, yeah. come on. Because you should be playing campaign. Hmm. Oh, by the <laughs> way, I think we, we're rolling the what did we play into uh, this Halo. We've a all been topic playing Because Halo. we've all been playing the fuck out of Halo. Yeah, yeah. That's all so, there is now. You know, I, it's funny. I was scrolling through the all of Twitter the other day, and people were posting pictures of their friends lists. And it was just, it was just, you see 20 people on one list. Everybody's playing Halo. Oh, hell yeah. Everybody's fucking playing Halo. I was like, I can't remember the last time I saw something like this. We're just like universally PC, Xbox, it doesn't matter. If you have the ability to play Halo, you're probably fucking playing Halo. 
I don't think that well because you you just said the you know, PC and Xbox. I can tell you right now, the last time that I've seen this was ne- was never, right? I, I can think of one other time. It's Pokemon Go. That's mm. it. Pokemon Go, the closest we ever world were to world peace. Oh man, was the last time. <laughs> was the last time I can think of that everybody was playing the same thing. Like literally everybody. Yep. It could have been your fucking mom. Or your dad or your grandma. For some reason, everybody was playing Pokemon Go. Sorry, PlayStation fans. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, it's just, right, they got Ghost of Tsushima. They can just play through. Oh my God, so, Ghost of Tsushima! I, st- I stop can't it. Play that damn stop game. it. Uh, stop it. Oh man. Still with Halo. PC port. Mm. Cool. You're gonna be waiting. I think a little while, honestly. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just came out with that DLC, and it's normally a year after they stop making content long way so yeah but anyways yeah everybody playing halo because it's good even with all of its issues for some reason it's just fucking good it's so good it just feels just good man it. yeah running around killing aliens grabbing stuff with a grappling hook so am i the only one who's started using their grappling hook to like spider-man their way around yes the fucking map? i am doing oh, yeah. that everywhere fuck vehicles, it's man. so great yeah um what is it the third upgrade it, it's uh, the cooldown cool is forty percent faster, 40, yeah. or whatever. So you can literally Spider-Man across the map after you get that it's, upgrade. It's I was so just weird. doing it. I was like swinging through trees, like wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> Grunts yelling at me from as I swing by. Ah, <laughs> oh, get him! And you're just like, bye, bitch. <laughs> oh they need to add I some got places like, to uh, be. Spider-Man callouts for the grunts. Oh man, that would be so funny. <laughs> Too bad Sony owns Spider-Man, so they probably won't. So there's a lot there's of some references interesting references. In the game. I saw there's a Metal Gear reference in there. Um, that, I've seen some cool ones. I saw the loading screens. Pay attention to the loading screens. There's a lot of little jokes in there. Yeah, I saw earlier. There's um, somebody stumbled across some grunts worshiping a giant sandwich. <laughs> So there's that. Oh. There's also a uh, a giant OG o- Xbox. On top of all the Craig content that's out there, they really embrace Craig. The Craig tour. As yeah. They should. Yeah. The Craig tour. You can find his album laying on the ground and stuff like that. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it's funny. But um, I haven't found any of this stuff personally. It's just stuff I've seen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. The campaign. I don't. I am finding that I highly disagree with Skillup's review. Um, the main thing being, he, was, he, he said that everything has a waypoint, right? Like, literally everything. He made it sound like the Skulls had a waypoint, the Spartan Cores have a waypoint, oh. all the collectibles, everything had a waypoint. The Skulls that is, definitely that, do not. They do not, yeah, and I neither do the Spartan Cores, and neither do the audio logs. So it's, he he was he was very critical about not wanting to explore the um, open world because he could just go to a point and find everything. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I highly disagree with that because I'm just finding shit, just being running around. You know what I mean? Like going yeah, to I the top of a mountain. I don't know. I de- I definitely disagree with his phrasing, but I do think the overall point stands that like it it's open. But it almost feels open in the same way that, like, 
the Outer Worlds maps were open. Like, it's much bigger than that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's a small open world or anything like that. Like, I'm not that far in, but I've heard it opens up even more in the second half. But it, um, it does feel very much like a guided experience because Cortana keeps telling me where to go next. And I keep going, no, I want to go shoot those guys there. And then that leads to shooting guys there. And that leads to shooting guys there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I should probably go do that mission that she was talking about like a half hour ago. But it's it. I, I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't I don't think it's so guided that I, I feel like there's no sense of exploration. Yeah, what I'm finding is, like you said, it's not like open, open. It's segmented still. And uh, I honestly wish it was more segmented because I fucking missed a skull on one of the first two missions, right? And there's no way for me to go back and do it again unless I start the game over. And so I'm just finding myself constantly pressing the scan button like every few steps so that I can maybe find the audio logs. And uh, it's kind of not fun. Yeah, I can see that. So I I will say this. Um, Since I am playing on Legendary, right, which I was originally going to say for co-op, but I decided that the skulls specifically I'm saving for the co-op release. Because it will give me a reason to come back and play. Because I won't have that achievement and stuff like that. Um, Because I don't want to waste so much time looking for skulls when I don't know what's going on. Like, story-wise and stuff, like, there's just other things happening. I'd rather look for the audio logs. Because they see, as much as they're not on a particular waypoint, they at least seem to be near areas of interest, right? Like, when when you're in those areas is when you'll find it. They're not... It do, they don't seem to just be somewhere in the butt fuck of nowhere and you just happen to like stumble upon it. And maybe that was what Skillop's problem was, is that there isn't one, at least to my knowledge, in the butt fuck of nowhere in a cave somewhere that you just happen to stumble across kind of thing. I did find an audio log that was like, I guess kind of near a waypoint, but it was far enough away that like I had to deliberately go wandering off in order to find it. Like there yeah. was no there was no way I would have just walked into it, so yeah. So I, I do, but I do agree with you guys. It is very segmented, um, especially in the beginning. Cause like something I noticed while I was playing earlier is like I looked off in the distance and I could see over the cliff of like the area I'm at right now or whatever. There's like a, there's like a little island. I was like, oh, I want to go there. And I was like, I need a banshee for that or a hornet. And then I was like, I haven't seen one yet, like at all. It's yeah, like, I so, so. Um, I think the game, I think that 343 has honestly done a very good job of allowing you to have all the freedom to, to come at these, um, missions and and not even missions, but just the outposts or the fob or whatever in any way you want. And it's still, you still have all that freedom, but at the same time, not giving you literally everything out the gate. And and still being able to curate a story that way, like the balance that they seem to have struck um, so far, because I'm no, I'm not very far, um, but so far seems to be very well done. It really does, and so I can't. I don't really have anything to complain about. Um, I have something to complain about. Is it a technical issue or is it a gameplay issue? It's a plot issue. Oh, okay, what's up? The opening of the game is the same as the opening of Destiny Two. Oh my god. 
You fucking I, are this super powerful being. I, I can see. And you get your ass kicked by this militaristic yeah. monkey thing, and it throws you off a tower. Yeah. Same shit. Well, not really a tower. It, it tosses you into fucking space, but that's that's a little different. It okay. That's <laughs> a distinction without a huge difference. I, I get what Justin's I, saying. No, I get it too. I didn't even think about it when I first watched that, um, because the whole first level reminds me so much of the first level of halo combat evolved like i like when the ship's exploding and stuff like that and i was like that's when it clicked when everything started exploding and you run through the ship and you're trying mm-hmm. to get out or whatever i was like oh this is just, just a like reimagined yeah yeah this is just reimagined pillar of autumn like i love this <laughs> yeah and i liked the first like boot up sequence where you're like looking at the lights yeah i like that too i was like that's a very uh good way of doing the callback but mm-hmm. at the same time like in their own way kind of thing without it being exactly the same so yeah i mean i don't really have any complaints uh, to be fair like i've seen spartan lock mentioned in one of the audio logs so far gross so he, we should just <laughs> pretend he never existed i'm not gonna lie yeah there's a mention of it's blue like team. the most well, obnoxious I think, I that think... is the worst halo story i've mm-hmm. ever I do think this does tie into Halo 5, but I think it ties into Halo 5. I read somewhere that it ties into Halo 5 to tie up the loose ends there while trying to make a new story at the same time. So if they tie up way more to do with Cortana than anything else, which is I'm fine with. I mean, everybody loves Cortana. So, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm having a good time with the campaign. Just being able to run around in open world Halo like. Even playing on legendary and dying repeatedly, like I have no problems with it. Like, I will I just... say, I think it's I think it's hilarious that like myself and many other people are kind of getting. I love open world games. I play a lot of open world games. I think I think anybody who listens to the podcast or watches the podcast knows that by now. But like, it, it is getting to a point where there's almost like games that are open world just to be open world. Sonic, sorry. You uh, they just had a trailer. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> if, it, if Sonic's Jesus. open world is gonna be weird, dude. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't feel like it turned out as poorly as I was worried about. There's still three four three mess in places like the technical issues, but like at least gameplay wise, they nailed it. And story wise, story wise, it, it's okay. It's good. It's a good Halo story. It's not up there with Reach for me yet. I haven't finished it. But like, it's it's much better than they've done so far, so I'm happy. Are you guys enjoying the like side stuff in the open world, like the high value targets and like going and finding the uh, the armor cores or whatever that appear on the map? Enjoy yeah. is a strong word. Yeah, I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't mind it. Um, the high value target. I I know I was talking about it right before we started. I did the first two in the open area, and one of them's a grunt. So, and having fought, like, a couple of the bosses, which I do want to talk about that in a minute, but having fought a couple of the bosses or whatever, I was like, oh, I wonder if this grunt's going to have, like, a shield, and he's going to be a pain in my ass, and blah, blah, blah. Nope, 343 did my favorite thing. He's just a normal fucking grunt, and he shoot him in the <laughs> face once, and he's dead. And, like, the, the build-up, you get to him, and the weapon, the, your weapon or katana or whatever the fuck you want to call her, it's like, oh, this guy, he's, he's killed millions or thousands of UNSC members, blah, blah, blah. And you just go, Brat, 
with the battle rifle and he's fucking dead and i was just like i absolutely love that because this is funny it's just like how did this little dude do that uh so he yeah is... I... um well, my brain broke oh did it do the birthday no <laughs> i wish that would have been really <laughs> that good that would have been the best that would have been really good so yeah I did... yeah i did i did that um and i honestly like some of the things that they've done with the grunts Outside of the dialogue, which is fucking fantastic. Um, same thing with the uh, jackals. Dialogue is really good for them as well. Yeah, I like uh, listening I like to the them try to like, make the grunts not run away and shit. Yeah, yeah. well, not only that, like when they kill you, they're like, ah, I get the bounty and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's more personality than I think I've ever seen the jackals in yeah. particular have. So that's been nice. Um but I like the grunt that runs around with the weapons on its back. Oh, I've heard it's about almost, this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, they're random weapons. They can be whatever. But, like, it's just cool. It's like, like it's just a, grunt. basically, yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, when you play, like, Diablo Metric. 3. Yeah, a Diablo 3 so kind of thing. Goblin. Yes, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Any, but, I mean, that's it. That's pretty, and a lot of isometric games like that or whatever. So, um yeah, I mean, there's just there's just a lot of good stuff. The boss fights are fun and challenging. Yeah, invisible elite with a sword is not fun, especially when I I will say I don't think it's very intuitive with isn't controllers. That like, isn't that one of the first boss fights? Yeah, but I had I had a lot of fun with it. Like, uh, it oh, I thought you said just, it was not fun. My well, he's he's he's. He, not fun in the in the aspect of like it is fun, but at the same time it's like I got my ass beat a lot. I died a lot in that little section. Um, I I don't I will say I don't think it's very intuitive um, how you switch between your Spartan abilities as you unlock them, like the threat sensor, oh, yeah, the grapple yeah, hook, and stuff like that. On PC, it's just one, two, three, or four, so it's like fine. Yeah, it's your normal shit. Yeah. How yeah. do you sw- how do you swap grenades? Uh, I press um, N and B, I think, is to yeah, go back and forth with the grenades. Defaults. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of weird. That those ones I need to switch, but like those are the defaults. How do you and, change and your you... equipment on the controller? So it's it's connected to the D pad. So um, I have it on my paddles. So I think it's mm. I think it's hold right D pad and then and then you can switch to the other ones. Like or click right D pad and then the options come up. And then I have I have the ability like I'll hit right D pad again for the grapple hook or I'll hit down to get the threat sensor and stuff like that. And it's the same thing with the grenades. Honestly, I wish that I could just tap it and it would rope and it would just cycle. Cycle kind through. Of, like, yeah. So then I could just memorize one, two or one, two, three will get me to whatever weapon. Um, there are too many damn controls in Halo. There are. There are a lot. It's specific, specifically for the campaign. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to managing all those abilities and having all four grenades, two of each kind kind of thing. Yeah. It, just, it can, it can be a lot. And you're like trying to do stuff. You're like, Oh, I got this. Let me use this. And then you get shot and then you're dead. And it's <laughs> like, okay. So. so yeah, but yeah, I'm having a really good time. I'm very impressed. Yeah. With it so far. I really enjoy the humor of the game. Um, even in the cutscenes that they have, like there's some good humorous moments um, between right. like the chief and weapon or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to do more of that. Right now, I think I'm just going to kind of beeline it for the campaign 
the main story missions and just right. go down the line with them because I did some of the side stuff and like it was okay but it didn't really engage me that much that I want to keep doing it and going out and finding those. So I do feel like the Spartan cores are basically a requirement though is kind of part of the problem. Um, I feel like there's those are pretty guided though the Spartan cores. I found one out in out in the middle of nowhere earlier. I was dri- I was just literally I, I found a scorpion. I was just mm-hmm. driving around, and then I came across a crashed pelican, and there was a Spartan core there. Like, I was just killing the enemies around it, and I was like, oh, okay. And so I got out, and I, you know, I grabbed it. The first couple of them definitely are, but I've definitely found a, a couple different ones where I'm just running around, and I happen to hit the scanner, and I just find them, or I stumbled across them while just killing other things. Um, so, yeah, uh, at least... It, I, at least getting the grapple hook and the shield maxed, I think, is probably a requirement for endgame. Oh, yeah. If I, I had to, if I had to guess, I definitely feel that shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Tim's feeling it right now as he plays. I'm not <laughs> playing right now. What are you talking about, dude? I can see the flashes on your face, <laughs> and you're also and you're also sitting here like like kind of moving your head with not, the game. <laughs> I'm not on a boss fight. <laughs> I'm not fighting what? a pair of like super fucking armored like twin brutes that are a pain in my ass that I've been stuck on all day. That's not a thing that's <laughs> happening right now. So, anyways, um, I did hold on. I was looking at the Discord. I did want to talk about uh, Justin. Did you look at this? I think you did. I'm telling you, you might have missed. What it. was it about? Uh, Nintendo losing their uh lawsuit or not well lawsuit legal battle oh. something like that about the uh getting locked in to your uh yeah your pre-orders yes pre-orders first oh once, once it was yeah was in they weren't days. letting people cancel and then they got sued yeah, yeah. that is so weird yeah. it was the case that if it was once it was seven days until the release of the game you could no longer mm-hmm. pre-order or cancel your pre-order that's nuts <laughs> especially yeah, like if it's like an online uh, purchase of a physical copy that's already in the mail or something, okay, mm-hmm. that I could kind of get. But if it's a digital fucking release, what's the what's the point? I feel like right. that's just Nintendo doing Nintendo things again. Just really weird. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. So yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad that got changed. I mean, yeah, that was kind of just a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I'm see. There's so much Halo in the chat. And the ultimate solution to that one, Halo. though, you know, just don't pre-order video games. Don't do. That's it. very true. Don't you? That's do very it. true. On that note, uh, y'all pre-order Elden Ring yet? No. No. <laughs> Did you, Tim? I ha- I haven't yet. <laughs> Are you going? The last I pr- I probably will. Well, the, the, the la- so here's the thing: the last two games that I pre-ordered, one of them was a great, great success. Dark Souls Three. No regrets. The other, I probably would have just waited till it came to Game Pass in hindsight, even though it's not that bad a game now in 2021, even though it's terribly broken up. Is that you talking about Fallout? Yeah. Yeah, Fallout 76 <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't pre-order Fallout 76 ever again. If I could go back and do it differently, I would have done that one differently. The only uh... times that I've pre-ordered games in like the past 10 years is if i want to preload them like the day before they come out right that's what i was gonna say that's honestly the biggest of god damn i went to heaven um that's Ah. the uh 
that's honestly the only real reason to pre-order these days because it's not like what they add into it is like all that great right you know get some like golden guns or something in the game yeah like the only other reason too is if you're legitimately just that excited about the game and you are absolutely going to play it and you buy it through a platform that has a good refund policy that's it even then i would say you probably shouldn't pre-order the game probably probably not just because like pre-ordering is just bad for consumers i would say I'm not disagreeing. You wanna you wanna go into that, Justin? Because like I've never really heard of your stance. You're always just like don't pre-order. <laughs> yeah, don't pre-order right. games. So it basically comes down to this, right? If you pre-order a video game, you're giving someone money for a product that you don't really know if it's gonna be good, if you're even gonna like it or whatever. And they just have that money, even if you end up not liking the product. And that sucks. Because then they can just continue to do whatever they want because they already got your money. Refund policies but, exist. Yeah, I, I, get, I get, yeah, I was about to say. I uh, do get what you're saying, though. I like, understand I, what you're saying. I think yeah. the bigger thing is, is like for, let's say, like Call of Duty Vanguard, right? Which for a Call of Duty game flopped very hard, right? Um, but the pre order sales, I think, is what shows interest in a game. So I think you could flip that the other direction right you know it's like oh call of duty vanguard didn't get a whole lot of uh in their realm a whole lot of pre-orders and stuff so it was a failure for them but if let's say like there's an indie game right you could pre-order that indie game and it shows interest and then they can go and you know pitch that to other companies and be like hey look at how many people are interested in our game we can we put it on your platform you know what i mean the set and the other thing um well wish lists are for too though yeah I, I think it's I think it's a bigger deal when people actually put money down instead of just being like, yeah, I wish I had this. Yeah, you there are definitely I mean? a lot of metrics like that. I feel so, like when it comes to pre-ordering, they've already like got their platforms locked in and stuff. I think that might not be as applicable. Maybe not. I don't know. I just I'm just thinking of stuff or whatever. I think it's I, I don't think I'd ever have a problem pre-ordering an indie game I'm excited for. But when it comes to a triple A game that's doing its and its next year, yearly release and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm not. Why would I pre-order that? I already have it at home, probably. You know, in some mm-hmm. aspect, even if it's three years old. <clears throat> Madden. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I but I think there's more that goes into that too. I've I've I know I've watched breakdowns of like why pre-ordering is bad. I just can't remember anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Being totally honest, so I don't know. Just don't do it. It it does encourage companies to continue what has been a trend that we've complained about very loudly and very publicly since we started the show. Buggy, broken AAA releases because they keep getting the money up front. And like we said earlier, it's like, oh, if you bought it through a, a company with a good refund policy, but how many games have people bought, especially physical? If you like go to GameStop and like pre-order something physically... How many times do you actually return it if it's a bad game? Physically? I haven't played a physical like, game in I, so I, many years. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, for the Switch, I've bought a few, but, like, usually used, just because it's cheaper. But, like, I, and that's the only one, because everything else is cheaper digitally, but not the Switch, because fucking reasons. Nintendo. Um, Nintendo reasons. But it... it I feel like enough companies get away with it because 
That's the alert on my phone. It's hey, the you got an achievement? That is yeah. hilarious. It's Facebook. Got read it out by your phone. Anymore. No, that's Facebook <laughs> because, like, that's my alert sound. Okay. Um, it wasn't even important. It's a policy update. Cool. Thanks. Public groups have changed. I don't give a flying any hoozy. What the fuck was I lying about again, as Shane would say? <laughs> the classic. Uh, I think we're uh, lying about Halo. Any other thoughts oh, on Halo? Um, yeah. I... I wish it was just... They delayed it for a year, and it's a better game for it. I, I fear what this game would have been like if it would have released last year. Last fall, last holiday season. Oh yeah, dude. It would have flopped because even now it is. There are bugs and it's not a hundred percent polished, and it would have been just another Vanguard, another Cyberpunk, another Battlefield situation where it's like, oh, this is really broken. Oh, Vanguard is not actually that broken. It's just not great. The other examples are better, where it these games came out and they're just fucking broken and um. Yeah, I'm really glad that hey, that 343 and Microsoft were like, you know what? Put it back in the oven. This is not ready. Yeah, it's definitely the right choice. Came in and kind of sweeped everything else aside, you know? Yeah. Just like uh, Valheim should have done at the Game Awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have, yeah. Valheim well, hey, got snubbed. It did get snubbed. You know, you know, you know another game that got snubbed? I didn't realize this. Psychonauts 2 was yeah, it didn't uh, win was, anything. Was put That's up for up. five different awards, and I people were like, for and they didn't win. They didn't win any of them. That makes me so sad because you saw that dope suit that Tim Schafer was wearing too. He didn't right. even get to go up on stage. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure they would have got like uh, visual art direction or yeah. um, uh, sound design or something because like. It, I, I'm not saying that Forza has bad sound design. I'm just saying I don't think anyone's playing Forza for the sound design. So I, I don't know, man. Is is for Forza like? Her. Like I'm not saying Forza is undeserving. I just I feel like ah uh, I feel like maybe that wasn't the right pick there. I don't know. Yeah, I felt like what what did win the the art direction one? I can't remember. Oh, Deathloop. Deathloop, yeah. Deathloop, yeah. Deathloop, Deathloop did surprisingly well, yeah. A lot of people had that as a game, their game of the year too, and it was a game of the year finalist, so I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I was surprised about, honestly, how little time was given to the games getting awards. I know they're just like zipping through it's, them. Right, like it was just like, and this won this award, cool. Like what? Like so and they did I some saw, of them during the pre-show too, didn't they? Yes, they did. And so yeah. this is this is my thing. This is my thing. I really think that Jeff needs to go back to the drawing board next year. Less ads, especially not fucking oh my God. mech mobile game ads. Like holy shit, dude. Like this like are you here to host a game award show or make money? Like what 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 are we doing? Because if it's just to make money, I'm not gonna watch it. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, like, I get that it's obviously you gotta it, make but... a little bit of money, but it was like he's got to pay bills. Super in your. Face. <laughs> I, mean, super in your f- yeah. I I don't know. I feel like he could have done uh more with less, right? Stop trying to get 
uh, like who was that black chick and that oh, white the, dude? The the ones that, that like cut in every time. I have no idea who they I were. No idea. Nick he something. Probably, whatever her face he was. He probably played the, paid them so much money, and nobody knows who the fuck they are. At least maybe we don't. Yeah. And maybe we're just old fucks that are out of the loop. Maybe you know we're I mean? just like, out of the loop. Thirty somethings. Out of I the mean, death loop. That's uh, true. But I don't know. That was kind of my biggest issue with the with the award show is that the award portion, outside of a couple awards, was really just like pushed aside. Yeah. For mediocre game world release, like world release or what is it called? World premiere. Yeah. Premier. World premiere. Yeah. <laughs> for like v- most mostly mediocre world premieres and. Uh, yeah commercials it kind of felt like everyone was being rushed in their like speeches as well like all right hurry up we've got to show the next thing right yeah and then yeah uh, one thing that i actually so jeff did a uh twitter spaces today yeah and um i hopped in there and i was listening to it and it actually was brought up to a couple of times where it was suggested that they maybe next year instead of doing so many releases at the game awards they do like a separate, like a winter E3 almost. And he was like, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of become a thing where like people are expecting game releases at the game awards now. So we got to kind of figure that out. But I, he definitely agreed that it was like, it kind of felt out, out of balance this year. He's mm-hmm. aware. He's like, it, I don't know, but I, I don't think they're going to, but I think that could fix a lot of the problems is if they did like a separate game announcement show and the game awards. But I will say this, if the game awards is more focused on the awards and less on the games releasing and the trailers and stuff, what percentage of the audience do you think is no longer watching? Like how many of them do you think are there for the actual awards versus how many are there for the premieres? I guess I'm not saying get rid of all of them, but if you would have had, let's say Alan Wake 2, Suana's, I can't say fucking English. Senua's Sacrifice. Senua's Sacrifice. Space Marine, well for us, Space Marine 2, like if you part it down, to 10 games, right? You're going to do 10 world premieres, the whole show. One, it'll make the show shorter, which I think people would appreciate, especially when it's starting at 1 a.m. in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's just more focused and directed and stuff like that. Like, gives the, gives the uh, developers time and the spotlight that they deserve. I mean, they won a fucking game award, right? And like ninety percent of them didn't even get to go on stage, you know what I mean. So it, it, it Jeff's. I don't necessarily agree with Jeff. I don't watch. I don't personally watch the game awards to see a game release or a world premiere or whatever. Um, I watch it because I want to know who the fuck's going to win game of the year of the one hundred and fifty game of the years that are out there or whatever. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know. Like, that's what I want to know. I, that's the main reason why I'm watching. And if I get to see a, a release like Space Marine along the way, fucking sweet. If not, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not E3. The balance is not there, right? Because, like, E3, right. who the fuck cares about E3 now? Nothing happens at E3. No one really cares. Right. They don't show that much. So the Game right. Awards is kind of like the only space now for, like, big, exciting reveals. But they do need yeah. to balance the reveals with the awards better. Because yeah. this time around, it felt like it was mostly about the reveals, some of which yeah. weren't even like that exciting. It's just like, or oh, here's some reveals? new shit for a game that's already came out. Yeah. Um, and then it just made the other award portion feel super rushed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
I'm kind of shocked that we're in such a minority. I went to look up games announced during the Game Awards, and it's like, here are all the major announcements. And there are definitely YouTube channels that have, like, I think would have a similar list to what our exciting games would be. And I actually forgot about a couple of them, like Star Wars Eclipse. Like, I yes. totally forgot Star about Star Space Marine totally eclipsed everything else for me. <laughs> but, like, I'm reading these lists and, like, Polygon uh digital trends games radar none of them even mentioned space marine or if they did it was like other things announced and i was like dude i felt like this was a is this just big for us is is space marine not as popular as i thought it was i don't know it's definitely big in the 40k yeah i mean anybody who who's old enough to be aware of the game i think is excited for it and maybe just people who don't know about it sat and were like what is this i don't even know what 40k is yeah, yeah. I, I think for me it was like there were but there's only a couple of things that weren't announced that I was actually excited for. And then it was a lot of like maybe some new material for games we already knew were coming or gameplay reveals like Tenua's gameplay looks amazing. I was super happy to see that. Right. Yeah. But then I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, there was also stuff like Saints Row. That was not gameplay. That was like just more. Yeah. Another we, cinematic. I was like Saints I Row. Like, OK. Yeah. Speaking like, of that off topic real quick i show i i have one of my fantasy football commissioners i talk to him all the time about like video games and stuff because he's a big playstation fan and i'm more of an xbox fan than he is kind of mm-hmm. thing so we'll we'll yeah. go back and forth about stuff or whatever and i told i just showed him the the youtube video i was like yo this is kind of going viral for us i was like i called it mini viral yeah <laughs> and then he was like he was like you know uh, i was talking to him and he so he watched it and he went how dare you diss Saints Row 2? Because Tim was like, oh, it's just Saints Row. I was like, I don't give a fuck about Saints Row right now. Hey, listen, I, I am, oh, I, I want to play Saints Row. I'm a Saints Row <laughs> fan. I like all the games. Like, I just, in that moment, I didn't give any, any no, shits about I, Saints Row. It's all about Space Marine right yeah. there. So, yeah. Also, did you guys realize, I didn't realize this. I knew it had been a long time since the first Space Marine game. It's been a fucking decade. Wow. Yeah. Came yeah, out 2011. 2011. I was like, yup. It's whack. And that game was so good. It was. Uh, well, here's part of the problem. Do you remember who made it? Oh, no. <laughs> Relic, right? It was Relic. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like one of the only shooters Relic's ever made. And yeah. I fantastic. Mean, was that published by THQ? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, which THQ is another doesn't exactly exist anymore either. Yeah. yeah not, the only part of THQ that still exists is Nordic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, and they're they're their own thing completely now. So no, I not now that you bring that up, I think that's why I thought that that particular game was dead. It was because of all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is is it? So I saw it was was it a Focus Interactive game? It's not Focus Home Interactive. Is that a different company? The devs are like Saber or something or other. Saber. Yeah. yeah Saber. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and not like, sure what else they've done. I don't know either, but But yeah, I, yeah, it it is uh Relic Entertainment will be play, replaced by Saber Interactive. Yeah. So So I, I think that had a lot to do with it is it's not Saber. Not that I'm not that I'm very impressed with the last Relic Warhammer oh, game. Man. Yeah. But we don't need to rehash that nightmare. <laughs> well. The mixed bag uh, that is Warhammer games. So, yeah, the same studio made simultaneously what is, in my 
I'm going to say objectively, in my opinion, objectively, the best Warhammer 40k video game ever in Space Marine. And they made Dawn of War. But then they also made Dawn of War 3. So, like, yeah, I think that just goes to show how hit or miss it is. Even the same studio can make the best and the worst Warhammer 40k game that has ever been made. I just I just learned something super interesting. Oh, I was boy. curious what other game Saber Interactive has made. Mm-hmm. Guess, g- just guess without looking. A game that Saber Interactive helped make. They didn't make it by themselves. They helped make a game. And guess what? I just guess what it is. Necromunda. No. I'm no. gonna guess Eternal Crusade. No. Oh God, that would have been. Can you imagine if you took Eternal Crusade and you took that clunky, broken ass combat mode <laughs> in Space Marine? How bad. That yeah, would be man, that would be bad. Oh dear lord. Um the motherfucking Master Chief collection. Really? So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I thought I I thought it was showing up weird. If you look at the Halo Master Chief collection, it says developers 343. It, it says 343 and Bungie, because obviously Bungie's games mm-hmm. originally. Then Saber Interactive, Rockstar Dundee, Certain Affinity, Splash Damage, and United Front Games all helped make mm-hmm. the MCC. Interesting. Oh, I didn't realize so they that... must have they must have had some stuff sourced to them to mm. help out. Uh, probably after the game came out as a broken buggy mess and yeah. <laughs> didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Uh, so uh, I mean that was probably when that happened. But they also look they they helped make Crisis. Yep, Crytek Saber Interactive and Crytek GmbH. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Time Shift, Quake Champions. Sounds Halo like Combat been... Evolved to that the anniversary edition. Uh, yeah, the 360 port. Sounds like they've done a lot of um, support studio work. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they did. Well, they have all the Halos on here probably because of the MCC. Mm-hmm. Oh, Witcher Three Wild Hunt. Oh, they helped on that. A lot of big yeah. titles. I wonder right. if they worked on a port for Wild Hunt or something. And might have. No, been it just says Microsoft yeah, Windows. PS4. Oh, I know that's yeah. War Z. Yeah, they helped work on War Z. So yeah. I wonder if this is kind well, of like their first time helming the project. Yeah, it, it seems like be. they've helped with a lot of ports because I'm seeing like uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Well, we know that's Warhorse, but it says Nintendo Switch port. So right. Well, and they've also um, done some. Oh, Killing Floor Two. So I, what I'm liking from looking at this is that it seems that Saber has a a lot of first person or just in general shooter experience mm-hmm. yeah. in their studio they got time shift on here too here's here's the thing that is making me a little weary about it though it is focus home interactive so i, I i'm looking on there i'm on oh. the, the wikipedia so focus interactive i think they just dropped the home part because of how their reputation is <laughs> what's their deal Oh, Focus Home. Um, do you guys remember when we talked about uh, Frogwares a couple of times where they had their like game stolen by the publisher no. and they had another issue? That was Focus Home that they were having problems. With. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm more talking about where where is the Focus Interactive thing coming from? Uh, that's that's the publisher for oh the Sa- publisher. for for so um Saber Interactive did make has already made a game by themselves. It is uh, Time Shift in 2007. Hmm. They made Time Shift. Yes. They also made Will Rock. Oh, two thousand three. Never heard of Will Rock, but if I, I wonder know. how many of the devs that were there for Time Shift are still there though, because that was fourteen years ago. But like, that's a good shooter. Yeah. Time Shift was legitimately a good game. I actually still have Time Shift. I haven't played it in a very long time, but it's it's back. The three sixty copies back there on my shelf. 
World War Z they made by themselves. Oh. And oh, World War Z Aftermath hmm. as as See? the developer. Oh, they also published the Aftermath. Nice. So, See, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited about about that then. Um Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a good a good studio or whatever. It gives the game a good shot. I'll yeah. give it that. Yeah. So it's not their first uh, rodeo. Yeah. Anything anything else you guys wanted to take away from the game awards? We're kinda harping on it a little bit. I wouldn't say that the game awards sucked, but it definitely wasn't. Oh god, did what did Metroid Dread win? They won something. I don't remember. Fuck that game. Direction? God, he is very the best mad. direction. Yeah, he does not like Metroid Dread. So dumb. We found so we didn't find dumb. out until last night, and he's he's been hating on it like he hard. really does not like Metroid. Dread. It's just you know the game itself is fine, except it's bad game design. Mm. That's unfortunate. The game itself is bad. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> the game itself is fine, except everything about it sucks. Yes, correct. So it's <laughs> exactly. It, what what is what is this? The first Metroid game in how many years? Uh, a lot. The first like. Uh proper 2d game in ages here's the thing first game at all because when was the last prime even yeah yeah it's been a while here's the thing about the game that i will say it's so <laughs> metroid right that's part of the games that developed an entire genre called metroidvanias which i really enjoy uh some of my favorite games are metroidvanias however playing this metroid game feels like we skipped the last decade of development in the genre and just started oh. from way back then and just had some a... dumb archaic shit that doesn't make sense. Okay, so I know that we rip on Nintendo a lot, but right. what you just said is like everything that's been wrong with Nintendo for me for a very long time. It just it feels like we've skipped to the last 10 years and we're just still doing the same shit like no voice comms takes four years to turn on Bluetooth in your Bluetooth-enabled <laughs> device. Like, all of this shit is just like, uh, you just summed up every problem I have with Nintendo in one sentence, and I didn't realize it was a, it, it was seeping its way into Metroid now, even. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, it's, I mean, it's the same issue with Pokemon, right? Same shit. Uh, Except yeah. The only difference between Pokemon and Metroid at this point is that Metroid is in a yearly release. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pokemon, like, we're going to get well, RCS coming try. out in a They're couple trying. of months. I'll it's going to come, come every the... six months. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, will, I will give Nintendo this. At least with RCS, they're trying. They are, something new. It seems that they're trying something new, finally. And I just hope it's good. At least that's how it looks. Mm -hmm. That is how it looks. Um, the only other thing that I really wanted to touch on from the Game Awards is it's, it was nice to see a couple of... Um, I still don't know if Dune looked like it was going to be more RTS or hex-based because mm -hmm. it had the hex, so I don't know if it's a 4X mm -hmm. or what, but it was nice to see a couple of strategy games actually get announced yeah. trailers because I feel like that doesn't happen often. Between that and Homeworld 3, um, actually, like, low-key, really excited for Homeworld 3, so that'll be cool. Um, but, like, the there were a couple of announcements that really hit home for me, like Star Wars, and... Uh, actually getting to see Senua 2. What? Star Wars really hit home for me, but you definitely forgot about it earlier in the show because <laughs> of Space Marine 2. Yeah, no, 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 what I'm saying is, like, 
I got I'm when we saw the Star scared. Wars when we saw the Star Wars trailer, I got really hyped for it. But every like the thing that that blew everything away from me was Space Marine. Like that was everything else went out the window at that point. I was like, this is the show. I forgot about Homeworld. I forgot that was about the most all this other moment. shit. Yeah. So like that was that was awesome. Um, I guess we're apparently in the minority on that, but whatever. I'm 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 jacked about it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, Star Wars um, Eclipse though, dude. Quantic Dream, story driven, character based game. Yeah. Let's go. I I'm super excited for that. And yeah, it was a cinematic, but it looked so good. And like I mean, even look back at what Quantic Dream did on PS4. Like look at Detroit Become Human and how good that looked. Mm-hmm. And now we're on next gen technology. I don't anticipate that their Ooh. next game will look bad because it's Quantic Dream. Like that's something that they kind of do is like they do very good cinematic very good looking experiences so that'll be i'm really really excited about that um but i i am very hesitant on what we saw i joked about it and yeah we don't know that it's open world but like if they do a sonic open world game it has the potential it had yeah see it has the potential to make me go yeah this is actually surprisingly good but also Think about the last God knows how many games from Team Sonic. Right? Let's throw Sonic CD because that's a re-release of something that came out in the mid-2000s out the window and throw Sonic Mania out the window. What was the last good Sonic game? That's a hotly debated topic, Tim. Right, that's my point. And they're going to do an open-world Breath of the World style game or Breath of the Wild style game? Oh, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay, here's one. Here's... Uh, this is something that I've seen people have a problem with, and I agree with. Just because it has fucking grass doesn't mean it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. okay? But tell like, me, let's, tell let's, me you saw uh, that trailer, you didn't get the same vibe. I don't yeah, get I Breath mean, of the Wild vibes personally. I saw grass, and everybody went Breath of the Wild, and I went, "What are you talking about? It's fucking Sonic!" Like, yeah, I, I, I expect that. It's not going to be what I think is it's going to be like maybe an open world where you're kind of like running around, but then you get to certain points and then you like go to like another zone and that'll be like so the like, world that you're actually playing. That'd in. be cool. That's so, kind of what I thought. So it's Spyro. Yes. I would, yes. I, would, I think <laughs> that they could pull off a Xenoverse type model and be fine. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I really want whatever Sonic does because I I was a Genesis fan, right? Like I I was not a Nintendo kid. I was I was a Sega kid, so I have like Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, Sonic Sonic the Mean Bean Machine. Like I have a shitload of Sonic games in a box that I don't really play all that much anymore because I don't have a CRT. But like I I want Sonic to be good, but. I don't know that open world Sonic is a good idea. It could be, could be fine. It could be great. Or it could be the reason why we need to stop making open world games just to make open world games. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope that the reason everything looked so bare in that trailer is because we're not going to be doing much in that part of the world and there's going to be a lot more substance to it. Uh, of course, the most important thing that they could add would be the Chow Garden. I don't understand this reference. He doesn't get the reference. Listen, I don't get Sonic the reference. Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 had this thing called a Chow Garden where you had yep. like these little eggs and you hatch them and you have like little babies called Chow. And they created this whole 
um virtual life system where they would like grow up and they'd learn different behaviors and you'd like raise them to be good at running or swimming or whatever and you'd race them against each other and you could breed I'm them so confused right now dude there's a whole fucking world out <laughs> Wait, there what? that you don't Hold know you knew, cody cody yeah. just just for the Sonic. you know what because the story is so disconnected between the two games i think cody should play and react to sonic adventures 2 just to see a hedgehog try and fuck oh a princess God. just to see what happens um sonic what? 06 <laughs> what that's Weird sonic 06 okay you been watching, yeah, that's, that's sonic 06 do not no, there's... say anything about uh, sonic adventure i know like i know again. sonic adventure was was fine but like cody uh yeah, no, there's what? a there's a Sonic there's a Sonic game. It's Sonic 2006. It is a it is, it is the the weirdest fucking fever dream of a Sonic game you could imagine. He literally they they tried to do a Mario thing where they like put a princess in there and and it was like his love interest, but like he's a goddamn hedgehog. Brain. It's bizarre as hell, like, bro. Yeah, that, she's uh, a human. I I've never played that one, but I want to because it is like the most controversial game, dude. It's the worst game i've ever so, so played. It's, furries, fur, it's furries the game as well, <laughs> that, that <Yes>. aspect <laughs> kind maybe. of that's kind of the vibe uh, so, so some right, people really on, love right, it hold on hold on okay so 06 has all those things as no, 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 trying no, to fuck no. a princess and then also this breeding system no it does not no, have that, a breeding that's, system the breed i i was mostly oh my god joking. so the, the breeding system <laughs> is say, like what uh, the, the breeding well, system what? that's inhuman no, no, no. abominations are being made <laughs> no, no, no. in this that, game that's a sonic adventure thing that's a sonic adventure because sonic adventures breeding... are actually good games like they're oh, good if Dude, they're what? they're they're enjoyable. They're, the Sonic Adventure games are enjoyable. Sonic 06 is the one where he tries to... to enjoyable. Get with the what is enjoyable about having a breeding system in a game about a hedgehog that runs fast? Dude, I don't, I don't, you'd have I to don't play it. it. It's, uh, it's something you'd have it. to experience for sure. This sounds like they took they took like uh, the most recent Digimon Cyber Sleuth and you can like hatch eggs and stuff on your little islands and shit. Sounds exactly like that, except Sonic, and that's weird. Dude, I don't. That's my childhood. I don't like that. Me and all my friends, like everyone, had like their little chow, and uh, they could die. But if you were really good to them, they'd reincarnate. So we had to be very careful whenever we played to make sure we paid affection to everyone's chow, so no one's chow died. Yeah, man. You know, actually, that reminds me more of is um. Hold on, it's on the front page of Steam, and then I'll. I'm sorry, I interrupted you again. This other breeding game. No, uh, Monster I want to hear about breeding games on uh, Steam, man. Monster Rancher one and okay. two, it's it's I can remade. See that. Oh yeah, because I your your that. little guys could die in that and whatnot too. And I I if Halo wasn't out, I would definitely be buying that right now. I'm playing. Yeah, I never played those, but uh, I remember watching the you show should. and I've heard so much cool stuff about the games. How you could like put random discs in and get random like creatures from them. Yep, yep. That's really it was cool. a it was a cool experience on a old PlayStation game. So I'm um, glad to see that they got it remastered. There is one other thing I want to say about the new Sonic game is they're saying it's going to be uh, their official phrasing was open zone Sonic game. Oh, that's I like that. And um, okay. thinking about it, I would say that the first Sonic Adventure game, you could call it an open zone game because you have this sort of world that you're running around and like you go, you can go wherever in that in that world, but then you go to specific locations which actually put you into like the different levels of the game. And right. so ideally I think that's what 
the new Sonic game will be like. I hope so. I really hope so. I hope that they're so. I I really hope that they're avoiding like just trying to do a truly open world Sonic game because I think that would be just a mess. Yeah, I couldn't see how they would make that work for Sonic, because like. <laughs> Sonic's whole thing is he runs fast, like, oh, I'm running over grass. Awesome. Yeah. Gotta go yeah. fast. We'll see. Um, okay, one last thing that we honestly probably should have talked about before the game is because, you know, it's uh divisive. Uh Dime? No. Um <laughs> uh, this Activision gameplay. Blizzard devs uh, announced strike fund to support oh. work stoppage. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this more a little bit, I guess, not divisive. It's just a more serious topic. Yeah. This. I don't this, think this is divisive at all. It's not divisive. It's just serious, right? Mm-hmm, Compared yeah. to rip it on game awards. So I, I mean, I don't know. What did you guys? Let's start here. What did you guys think about Jeff's opening statement about harassment and stuff like that? You think that had anything to do about this? I think it's his way of pussyfooting around it because he outright said that he was looking for a way to address it without addressing it. Like, he he didn't outright say he was looking for a way to address it. That's not fair. But he said he, they were looking for a way to navigate the situation because obviously part of the way that Jeff is able to put on this show and get all these trailers is he has a lot of connections in the industry. He has a lot of good relationships at all of these different companies. So it's important from his perspective to not burn bridges with even with Activision Blizzard with things going on there, right? But I think it was kind of weak sauce for him not to come out and take a stronger stance on what's happening over there um, or what has happened. Um, I, I, I agree. There's no place for those things in gaming, 100%. There's, there's no place for people being douches in the world, period. Like, I just, I don't understand how people can be assholes to each other like that. I really don't get it. Like, uh, but... I, I I don't like that he w- didn't take a stronger stance on it. So yeah, it came up to me as him trying to you know keep this event as like professional and not um doing any mudslinging. However, previously, do you remember when he talked all that shit on Konami for their yes. stuff with Kojima? So I mean, there's precedent to get a little heated already in at the game awards yeah i will say though konami it's it's not like konami's a small player in the space but they're not activision blue yeah that's true when so it comes to money, money. Should, when it comes yeah. to money when it comes to the amount of influence that activision blizzard has in the space like it's not that konami has no influence clearly they do but it's not on that same level so I also, kind of get it, but like, yeah, I agree with you, Justin, 100%. I think he, he sh- if, if you're willing to go after Konami for fucking over your friend, you should be willing to go over Activision for fucking over the vet, like a lot of their employees. But I, I agree. I also think that, you know, uh, siding with Kojima is probably never a bad idea when he just <laughs> consistently puts out bangers. I no wonder if, if Kojima had something about Activision, how quickly Jeff would have been on those coattails. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, you know I, I'm sure he would have been, because, you know what, Kojima's just a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, compared to, and uh, I'm not trying to be insensitive, you know, but like a nameless face of a dev that works for Activision, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no doubt they've had a bunch of fucking dumb shit 
that they've had to deal with and had in some cases some very serious things that they've had to deal with or whatever. But at the end of the day, like he doesn't know probably a whole lot of them personally. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's a very different relationship. And uh, yeah, I think it's really great to see them continue to strike out there and uh, setting up a fund like that. I think that's a great idea. I hope they manage to, you know, get some money from that. And we see a lot of good pro-union stuff going on, like the Starbucks workers uh, just created a new union over there. Um, and Kellogg's, they have that strike going on. Did you see this? Where... Um, no. Kellogg's workers are striking because um, they're trying to negotiate better contracts. And so Kellogg's was like, all right, we're going to hire some scabs. But uh, the internet was like, oh, they're trying to hire scabs to replace you guys while you're striking? Don't worry, the internet's got this. So the internet just flooded their system with um, job applications that they had no intention of continuing and like getting these jobs for. Crashed Kellogg's job app website as you know pro pro worker move kind of cool nice. to see it's nice to see the internet work in favor of the people sometimes uh, especially when since uh, i did forget to bring this up earlier uh there's a contingent of people that have decided to review bomb halo infinite and the last i saw it had a 2.4 user score on metacritic oh my god which i think we can i think we can all agree is not an accurate representation no. of how they feel about that game are they review bombing me it because PC performance issues? Because like they exist, but like I'm sure it's the for me. For, okay, yeah. Well, that's. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. I I'm not. Lots I'm not of war say, boys. Like uh, we, well, it could be. Um, and like if it has anything to do with the monetization, it's not like it's not like we haven't complained about it. Like yeah, the progression system is broken. The the they need to change the way the XP is earned because it's so fucking slow. That's still the fixes that they've had are clearly not fixes. Like it's, has it helped? Yes, but it's not like, it's not that much better where all of a yeah. sudden it's like, Oh yeah, I get a level every three hours. I'm playing. No, it's like, I, you got to play for a long time before you level up in the battle pass. But, um, I mean, going back to like OG halo days, were any of us playing for unlocks? Like you got unlocks the more you played. Sure. But that wasn't, my objective playing the game ever yeah it was cool because the more you played you would level up and then you would unlock cool armor as you went but you didn't have to do these stupid fucking challenges i didn't have to uh smush yeah. somebody with my uh, gravity hammer five times in fiesta just to unlock the next challenge so i could complete all of my weekly challenges so i could get the weekly that's something i need right. to talk about real quick so 343 was like hey Buy the battle pass. You have it forever. You don't need to have fear of missing out. No FOMO. But then they have weekly challenge things that you do miss out on if you don't grind your challenges and get them. Yep. Which I do not have time to do that kind of shit. Hell no, it. dude. Do I have time to dig a river from the lake to Cody's base? No. Make an entire half a canal through the continent for Cody's lake. <laughs> See, that's that's satisfying though. Pancaking somebody satisfying. with a uh, repulsor. Eh, not as you're satisfying. Satisfied because you're doing what you want to do, not doing what you're told to do. Not yeah. Video yeah, I think that's uh, how I realized I was like, I don't have time for that. Oh. Probably so, anyways, but... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail totally from the Activision stuff. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. I just remembered that. Oh, um, yeah. 
sorry, we keep going back to Halo because we're all having a good time with Halo. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the Activision stuff, uh, man, I don't know. I just, how does Bobby? What are they, Kodak? Kodak, Kodak. I don't know. I don't know. Bobby Richard, gigantic douchebag. Like, how does he still have a job? Like, it's it's like. This has only gotten worse for the company because he hasn't been fired. And should we start keeping track? Position. Should we start keeping track on the show and every week that he hasn't stepped down? Because he said if he can't fix these problems Ooh. quickly, he'll step down. Should we start? We should <laughs> keep him accountable. Get like, a little tracker. Yeah, I I don't know how many episodes it's been so far, but next week I think we should be able to come on and at, at the beginning or end of the show be like it's been four Olip episodes since Bobby Kotick said it. Be, you know dude, what I mean? Like just do that dude, at the beginning of every episode, and then yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll go back and figure it out after after the show tonight. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean his words, man. Somebody's got to keep him accountable, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he also he also remember don't he he also um, called his own words tone deaf. So yeah, that's right. yeah. The letter he fucking wrote was like, "Yeah, this is tone deaf." Yeah, I uh, gee, I wonder wow. what Bobby. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So I uh, he know, is man. getting I... pressured by investors. Well, an investment group that has an ownership stake in in Activision Blizzard now that mm. like is trying to put pressure internally for him to step away. But I don't think they own very much of the company, so I don't know how much pressure they can realistically apply. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Something. It's not all about the pressure. They they did make it a public thing. They went public with the fact that they were trying to pressure Bobby. Co- so that in turn kind of turns up the heat. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. You know, it really turns up the heat. If that if that group that owns that controlling share just sells all their shares in their fucking stock tanks. You want to know what? That'll that'll get people listening. I'm just say it. Because then they can just rebuy the stock at the new at the new price and still control their shares. It's how it works. So big sell offs do that. That'd Anyways, be bold, yeah, it would be very bold to because then you're putting your shit out there, mm-hmm. be vulnerable and whatnot. But it depends on how serious they are. But anyways, yeah, the Activision stuff. Look, I'm just glad to see they're unionizing. Gaming has needed a union for a long time. Um, I mean, you see these things about crunch and stuff that's been happening all over the industry for a long time. I actually on the Olip Twitter I saw a uh, I saw a job app or a job opening for an indie game that they were promoting, and uh, one of the, one of their promotion points was no crunch. Nice. There will dude. be no crunch on this game, and so I was I just find it interesting. Like this is such a huge point in the industry, but it is going to take an overall unionization of developers before that goes away. Right. At least mostly goes away. I, I, I will always believe that there's still going to be a little bit of crunch, only because at the end of the day, gaming is art, and these developers are going to do everything they can to try and put out the best product they can. But if it's the developers doing it to themselves compared to be mandated by their boss or whatever company or it is. Or even like just being act- part of the culture. Right. It, it, it's, it's different at that point. If they're just like, hey, we're going to self-impose this, you know what I mean, because we want to, this is the product we want to make. And it's like, okay. Yeah, like, I I understand that as a as a creator in some form or fashion kind of thing. So yeah, developers yeah. should not have to like leave a job to find just this niche indie space just so they don't have to crunch. Right. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, 
it's shitty. Like I said, a little bit more of a serious topic. Uh, I don't really have anything else to talk about, though, other than Halo, which is not yeah, as serious. Dude. It's just a good time. <laughs> I really... Uh, are we planning on playing anything? Because if not, I'm going back to play oh, the campaign. I'm, I'm going to be playing games all weekend, but because, like, Ooh, it's, buddy. you know... I took Monday off work because it's birthday, so yes. Vikings don't play Sunday. I got nothing going on, so yeah. I'm I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you about that. Did you, did you watch the Viking game at all last night because of the game awards, or no? No. Oh. Honestly, I forgot that it was happening, I and I'm kind of glad too. because like they got out to like a twenty nine nothing lead, and then almost fucking blew it. So I'm oh really God. glad that I didn't watch <laughs> yeah. because I have said all goddamn year this team is bad for my mental health. It's it's the ups and downs that are gonna kill me because like I I would have been like so happy up twenty nine nothing like yeah then all of a sudden it's twenty nine to twenty I'm like what the fuck happened I I couldn't have dealt with that shit so okay I'm good yes. uh, another another sad thing that I just have to get out there uh, rest in peace to Marius Thomas you died at thirty three years old which is just way too young so yep. sorry to hear sorry to hear about that so if you don't know who Demarius Thomas is he was a uh, Super Bowl winning wide receiver for the Denver Broncos really good guy kind of thing well, loved by the colorado community so yeah depressing anyways uh go play halo because i don't have anything else to talk about and i'm gonna go play halo <laughs> uh yeah my closing thought is uh because cody has no idea what chow are i'm gonna take another crack at getting sonic adventure 2 working on steam to try to show him how amazing it is stream it for me bud i'm here to see yes. that because it sounds creepy as fuck <laughs> Uh, same closing thought i have every week play more halo Ooh. oh it's different <laughs> all right good night everybody <laughs> thanks for hanging out we'll catch you next time hey